Welcome to Paytech Talk, the podcast of payment technology law, brought to you by the dedicated lawyers at Adderholt Munich. With Paytech Talk, you get the latest trends and topics and experience the world of payment, banking, and IT. Hi, Anthony. I'm absolutely happy to meet you here at Money 2020. We used to be colleagues at PayPal. Now we're doing stuff in different works of life, but still in the fintech arena. And I know you're like one of the experts on fintech. So first question is, in your opinion, how long will we continue to pay in cash? Actually, that's a great question. I couldn't give you a time and date <laughs> that oh. will stop paying. Um, if I'm completely honest, though, I think cash will always have a function in society. I think in the Western world, we will slowly decrease our use of cash for everyday goods and services and the like, but I think cash will never completely go away. And there's certain parts in the world where I think that's helpful to have so. But the answer really is we will still have some cash payments for the future. It does have a value still. Yeah. What will be the most commonly used payment method in 2025? Well, that's... The looking glass question. <laughs> That's a, another great question. Uh, I wish I had the answer straight away um, and a crystal ball to look at that. But I think, so just looking back at history, like I remember the days when PayPal first came along and now it's ubiquitous, but it was considered quite innovative at the time. I think with the advent of mobile telephones, smartphones, etc., we have moved payments more towards the functional utility in which they can provide. In 2025, in about eight years' time, I think it will have something to do in which the way in which we interact with each other. I don't know what that would be. It could still be our phones, but it could be something as interesting as artificial intelligence uh, mm -hmm. or the like. Again, mm -hmm. I think payments is always an auxiliary to commerce. So its function has to rely on commerce. So however we're doing business, that's how we'll be doing payments. payments. Yeah. And the famous next big thing, what will it be for the fintech industry? Uh, that's a great question again. I think a lot of people, even a couple of years ago, would have said Bitcoin was going to be the mm -hmm. next best thing. I haven't seen it develop into something utilitarian yet. Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of investment going into it, so there's still a chance it will be. But I'd actually go back to my last answer and just say, whatever we're doing in commerce will be the next big thing in fintech itself. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing that maybe worries people like us in the industry is a lot more automation will come into it and the like. So less it'll involve less people on an operational yeah. point of view. I'll just follow up with a question yeah. because I've interviewed a couple of people and, and everyone is mentioning, not everyone, but along your lines, it's in context, it's where commerce goes, payment yeah. goes. Yeah. But one of the things that a couple of people highlighted is that payments will actually go in the background. So commerce, I'll give you an example. So you have an Amazon Echo. Yes. You say, hey, Amazon, uh, buy me soap. Or you have the dash button. You know, yes. it, obviously, there is a payment involved, but you don't see it. Yes. It doesn't really matter. Is yes. it your bank? Is it PayPal? Is it whatever? Yes. Um, and payment isn't anything that has a brand. Yes. It's just something that needs to function. Yes. It, do you agree that that's going to happen? I think it should. So I think I, I actually agree with that. I think that's the place we should be. I consider payments to be a pure commodity. You just mm -hmm. want it to work. So you don't necessarily need to love a payment brand yeah. per se or the like. You just need the, the functionality out of it. Um, an interesting quote by another fintech provider was, um, you don't talk about cross-border emails, for instance. So why talk about cross-border <laughs> payments yeah. per se? And you don't necessarily yeah. pay for email on a per email basis and the like. So mm. I agree, I think payments will go into more of the background as we can harmonize some of the rules and some of the players consolidate in the industry as well. Hopefully we'll be able to link up those payments so they can 
So, I mean, you mentioned the rules, and obviously yeah. we're in Europe in times where many, many things are changing. We have the PSD2, we have the AMLD4, we have the RTS, all of that comes in. If you look at that from a broader perspective, I think the intention of the regulator was to enable a more harmonized market and the fintech market. Some people are saying it, it went so far that's actually going to hamper innovation in Europe. Do you agree? I do, and apologies if this comes out controversial, but I think the more involvement with the EBA in drafting a lot of these guidelines pushes a lot of what I consider innovative competitors, traditional banks, into the banking rules sphere. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of the draft rules coming out having a very strong banking flavour to them, and I think that's a shame. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One more question. Something that we haven't spoken about, but also a couple of people mentioned, is instant pay. Yes. Bright future or already dead born <laughs> child? <laughs> Um, No, I think it actually goes back to what we were talking about in terms of being in the background. I think people definitely want payments just to work. I think everyone expects speed. These days, no one understands clearing cycles or the like. When you think back to the old days of checks, taking a certain amount of days to clear, it's almost unheard of. Now that you'd expect that from a payment provider. um, We have very uh, good programs in a lot of countries with very fast payments now as well. I think the only trick to instant pay is what consumer protection rights you're going to grant with those. And that would always hamper any real innovation there, I think. Do you think instant payment is a threat to banks or is this actually the advance of the banks, maybe against the card schemes, because you just need a bank account and you can have an instant payment also online instead of having a card? No, I agree. I think the simpler you can make it for customers to use um, and you take away uh, a lot of those hurdles of sort of the friction of logging in, authorizing and the like, the better for it. Or if you can just make it more intuitive, then um, I think it's definitely a challenge to particularly like the debit card system. I think there'll always be a role for credit mm. and the like where the, yeah. the card schemes will play a part. But in terms of banks transfers, I think people prefer it. And of course, it's just so much cheaper for the consumer. Yeah. Yeah. And also yeah. for the retailer then. Yes, yeah. yes, that's right, yes. Well, thanks, Anthony. That was really interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. A, Pleasure a, to a, see you again. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for joining Paytech Talk today. For further information, visit your source for legal and industry-specific insights on payment, banking and IT, and subscribe to our newsletter at paytechlaw.com.